Hello and welcome to this week's Independent Music Podcast. Ten of the best new tracks each week, hosted by me, Anthony Chalmers, and me, Gareth May. I do dirt with them snakes in the grass. I move work off a pig for there. Where we shoot first, ask questions last. Like the truth hurts like picking a scab. The do dirt got a temporary tag when I'm putting in work and I'm leaning out the rad like. Stick em, ha ha ha, stick em Up, I'm pissed cause I shot and I missed em But pressure bust pipes and my pressure up Retaliation is a must Well, I'ma hit you with you motherfuckers better, duck Bullets is cheaper than blueprints, so pressure look Clip for a drop, reload, lock and load Click, draw, cock and hold, rock and roll Discharge, fire in the hole, like... Drop, reload, lock and load, click, draw, cock and hold, rock and roll, discharge, fire in the hole, like Get your life started, I'm in Chris to do it, never let your right know what your left is doing Had to ride on, but I kept it moving Before I let that happen, I shoot him and ten niggas who look just like in my felony seal, telling myself No matter what happens, it's truth and sentencing More murder, keep ratchets to shoot these niggas with Don't worry, be happy like Cause kind creatures smell fit My man doing the life sentence on this 12 year They threw the book at him and he didn't even tear up Clip for a drop, reload, lock and load Click, draw, cock and hold Welcome to this week's episode of the Independent Music Podcast. That was a hard end of that song. For a smooth song, there's an abrupt ending. 
on the Wikipedia, it's got it down as a mixtape rather than an album. So it could be that it's all supposed to be one long song, but they've split it like this for Bandcamp purposes. But I don't know. Who knows what's different between an album and a mixtape really is these days in the hip hop world because of this just feels like a full length to me. You know, it's a bunch of tunes. It's well thought out. It's absolutely amazing. Well, traditionally, it was more like it was mixed amongst other tracks right other songs from other artists and that would be a classic hip-hop mixtape right these days mixtape means essentially less promotion and less money behind it than a full-length album (laughs) yeah for for sure and that's a yeah but either way it was cracking yeah that was a yeah i have this favorite best hip-hop song i've heard in a long time i absolutely love it It it's by baldy james as the mc and sterling tolls on production and with the band as well. That track is called Detroit River Rock and the record is called Manger on McNichols. And that was actually sent to me, or sent to us by podcast patron Harsh. Yeah, honestly, mind blown. Never heard about Baldy James, but he's got a few albums. He's got a few mixtapes. He's uh, been around since uh, the early 2000s, 2013 was his debut album. He's a Detroit local. Yeah, as I got from the lyrics. Uh, Baldy James is also a strong name. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, Sterling Tolls was a rapper himself and then uh, transitioned into music production and doing film scores and stuff like that and leaving me breathless. The whole record's good, but that's definitely the standout track, the third one. Yeah, I was really curious as to how you came across it because it's, it's not in your usual sphere of things that you would stumble upon. Yeah, well, I know our listeners uh, come to us for recommendations. It's not normally the other way around. But fuck me, when the recommendations are this good, I've got to put it out there. I just put something on Twitter just saying, anyone want to send me some new music? And uh, the music was overwhelmingly excellent, apart from the uh, obligatory bunch of people just sending their own music. Yeah, of course, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> every, hey, music is subjective and, and everyone does their own thing. Oh, I'm not saying that it wasn't uh, good music. It was good. It's just, you know, like, it's the... Well, I'm asking for music that you've really enjoyed recently. Yeah, mate, whatever... Not a chance to promote your own tunes. Whatever anyone says, do you know any podcasts that are good? I, uh, you're <laughs> always first in there, promoing the show, which <laughs> everyone should be. Every that, listener. That is true. Every listener should be promoing this show whenever anyone says, like a podcast. But no, thank you to all reviews. We had a really lovely one on iTunes this week that made both of our hearts melt in a lovely way. Uh, more of that, please. In the meantime, I'm going to play some music from Hakuna Kalala, fabulous record label out of Kampala in Uganda. <laughs> oh, is it? Right. I was just chuckling about the podcast bingo. <laughs> I tell you what, there's going to be a lot of crosses on your bingo cards this week. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, so Hakuna Kalala played plenty of times on the pod in the past. Me and Anthony, both big fans of uh, the scene in Kampala. And this latest one is actually their first seven inch. It's on a really beautiful looking luminous yellow vinyl with the mosquito of the logo that stretches out onto the wax itself, which is great, isn't it? Wow. Normally, you know, it's like, you know, it's a bit of money and I just, you know, I don't know, I kind of want that in my collection. I also do. And it's an amazing split between a swordman Catella, who we've talked about quite often on the podcast recently because of his health problems and whatnot. Uh, This was, I'm not going to play his track, but his track was recorded before said health problems and uh, Seca Lembele who's uh, an artist I wasn't aware of before this release it's his track that I'm going to play it's a production by DJ Daisun the amazing uh, Japanese Berlin based I believe producer who's 
record Kappa Slap came out on Morphine Records a couple of uh, months ago now. This track is killer. It's called Moto Nyamba. Utterly killer. It's uh, I think it's actually the first track, uh, first release from Sekalembele as well. And if that is true, that's a strong start. It's a production by DJ Daisun. Track is called Moto Nema. It's uh, taken from the split seven inch with Swordman Katala as well. And yeah, enjoy that, Anthony. Nice. I did very much sort of like a heavy. Felt there was quite a sort of uh, sort of Jamaican ragga feel 
to the MC style. Yeah, you know, like sort of like a it could be a, a junglist. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. The press release describes it as a ruinous rave, but yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, but no, I can totally feel the Congo Natty sort of vibes going on in there as well and some of the jungle from maybe the late 90s early noughties from london that is definitely at play in that as well but yeah it's awesome yeah nice i definitely want to get me a copy of that yeah the way the mosquito goes from the label to the record feels uh, quite unique so i don't think i've got anything in my collection quite like that it is a beautiful thing for sure and uh, one thing i did mention on the flip side of that is we've talked i don't know if we talked on the podcast or if we talked about it on one of the live shows that we've done about the fact that dj scott check was out in uh, uganda last year did a residency out there and we were waiting for any music to come out of that this is the first track of that, the first on the flip side of it is Sawman Catella with DJ Scotch Rolex, which is a fabulous joke. So whenever you're in Kampala, the Nege Nege crew are big fans of Rolex, which is a uh, street food in Uganda. It's like okay, sort of like, it? it's essentially a lot of egg. It's a, it's a crepe <laughs> style dish. Uh, okay, they a co- lot of egg. Yeah, they cost next to nothing. Can't go wrong with eggs. Oh, mate, they're killer. But, like, you go out to the club, you want to come back, you get a Rolex. You wake up, get a Rolex. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. They seem to be selling them everywhere, and they are just cheap nourishment. And so the fact that DJ Scotch Egg renames himself DJ Scotch Rolex made me giggle. Well, DJ Scotch Egg uh, runs, a, a, like, a sort of a Japanese-style pancake food van with his partner in Berlin. Is that so correct? He's, cle- he's clearly a man who is a who is a fan of this particular word for this dish, and I've lost it. But um, when I was in Berlin some years ago, I popped by his uh, his food stall to say hello and get myself a nibble. So I can attest that their food very good if they're still doing it. Is that right? So interestingly, and this is probably a podcast exclusive: the DJ Scotch Rolex record out in January. Nice. Oh, wicked. So he's been DJ Scotch Egg, he's been DJ Scotch Bonnet, and he's DJ Scotch Rolex. And Arlen from Nege Nege, I was chatting to him this week, and I asked about the record, and he was just like, you're in for a real treat. And it features, there's some uh, bingo coming up, it features Lord Spike Hart from Duma, MC Yella, Sawman Catella, who we just uh, didn't hear, but is on the record we just heard, uh, Zilla as well, who Don Zilla, who we may have played a few maybe even a year ago. Nice. I may need to run to the Plessing plant to get my copy. For sure. (laughs) I want to play you the new release by Luke Abbott. It's out on Border Community Records, who've always released his music for a long time. It is recorded in the studio with James Holden. And um, I just saw from a tweet or Facebook post or something like that, that it was just all recorded live uh, with the gear in the studio, no overdubs or anything like that just really natural live feeling and it was a really wonderful studio experience for them i think it's a wonderful record i think it's um yeah it's really warm beautiful fantastic electronic music i'm gonna play a single that just sort of went online yesterday and it is called kagan sound and the album's called translate it's coming out on the 30th of october
needed to be at least an hour longer. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I say on every single podcast, <laughs> that feels like the start of something that could have gone on for a couple of weeks. I'm guessing that was just sort of like a, the radio edit, but that is the full song. It's not, as you know, listeners, we're all about full fat, but that is the whole length. That is not an edit. And, uh, but yeah, like I, I wanted it to go on for hours. I wanted it to speed up sort of like high energy style with some Sylvester vocals. I wanted it to go dark zombie, like a dungeon crawler, eight bit style. I wanted it to, to be deep inside it. Hey, if that had still, if they'd sort of kicked in with Sylvester vocals and like sped it up about three times, that would have been wow, transformative. (laughs) Is it's just at some point I was just like, I wonder if this was a bit faster. This could be a disco tune. I was thinking, there's something about it that sounds like it's being played at 33 when it should be at 45. (laughs) I don't think it's digital that it is. No, that is definitely an analog electronic sound, I think. Like, I don't know, I don't, I'm no tech person at all with that sort of thing, but it's definitely got that kind of sound to it. And it's interesting when you listen to some kinds of music that, you know, I've listened to lots of records that sound like that, but it's just that, just the production on that is so beautiful. So I used warm before, I'll use it again, but it feels just completely apt. And yeah, just big fan of that. Luke Abbott's been around for a while. I think it's his third solo album. He's been recently in the sort of trio Sun Waves that I would have thought that we've played on the pod before. In fact, I'm pretty certain that we had with the aforementioned James Holden and um, Lawrence Pike and uh, Jack Willie. And just, but that's a return, sort of like a solo electronic one for him first in six or seven years. And yeah, I, I can't wait to hear the whole of that record. No, it's the uh, same with me. I'm sort of itching for more of it right now, given that there's only three, three and a bit minutes there, which is yeah. a bit of a tease for that sort of music, I think. Something that's going to kickstart your week, if we haven't done so already, is this one from uh, Sababa 5. They're a band from Tel Aviv, some pretty up-tempo funk from Israel for you now. Sababa 5 featuring Eureka. This track is called Tokyo Midnight.
Battle of Records know what they're doing, don't they? <laughs> exactly, yeah, Battle of Records out of London. But something of a Japanese invasion on this week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Sababa 5 featuring the brilliant Eureka track or Tokyo Midnight, uh, like I say, released on Battle of Records out of London. But yeah, Eureka is a Japanese uh, vocalist. She actually... It says here in the press release that she discovered belly dancing and fell in love with it, so moved to the Middle East. It's nice when someone's uh, serious about their passion. They're not messing about. (laughs) Yeah, for for sure. And such a great, unusual sound, like a lot of those funk-influenced, surf-influenced bands from the Middle East tend to be, and we've played them quite a bit in the past on the podcast. The name that leaps to mind is Aris San, well, the finest records to go on 10 inch. Uh, this, uh, yeah, I've forgotten the label. Which label was that released? I was just about to say, I have that record, it's down here somewhere. Oh, would one of AC finds it first? Is it this excellent radio? Sure. One, two, three. Shit, where's even my 10 inches? Oh, yeah, I didn't race. I decided to just Google it. it was just... <laughs> that's, that's not. That's not. A ra- I thought we were racing. Got it. I'm, I'm like that child who sets off for the race when, when the parents are still there at the start, just just chilling. Seeing how flushed you look makes me realise that I I was right not to. But it's Fortuna Records. Fortuna Records. Yes, I've got it here. Okay. Who <laughs> also do an amazing line in Middle Eastern music, mostly reissues like you were discovering there. But yeah, Arisan definitely worth checking him out a bit about Sababa 5 it's uh, founded by Amir Sadot and Ilan Smilan they have their own studio in Tel Aviv it says actually here that they constructed their own recording studio on the street that connects Jaffa to Tel Aviv uh, they just wanted a place to record their music where the whole band could fit together in the same room so we built it ourselves don't know what that says about studio spaces in Tel Aviv yeah. but yeah just, I'll put, it, put it on it on any corner yeah. It looks like a lot of these records are not sold out, actually. The El Cat one is sold out, which we played, but uh, a lot of the other ones aren't. I was thinking, uh, long time since I haven't really bought much of a seven, many seven inches. Yeah, though. this is it. I mean, we can get into the economics of buying seven inch records, if you like, but they have to be something special. Like, I might get the Hakuna Kulala one, but seven inches I just don't play a great deal unless I'm having a little seven inch party, which are few and far between. Yeah, sometimes. And but since we're not DJing uh, with any regularity, especially right now, it's just not a lot of time for the home plays of that one. No, exactly not. So it's out on the 19th of September via Battle of Records, Sababa 5, featuring Eureka, Tokyo Midnight. Grant, I want to play you, uh, actually, we mentioned, well, Gareth mentioned, uh, Morphine Records just a few minutes ago, and I'm going to play you the latest release by them. It's a compilation called The Sacred Rage. I'm sure that uh, everybody has seen the enormous explosion that uh, uh, occurred in Beirut, what, a week and a half ago now or something like that? A couple of weeks ago, maybe by the time this podcast goes out? Yeah, about just over a week. Truly astonishing um, uh, destruction occurring there from... uh, some uh, incompetent bureaucratic type stuff. And uh, Rabbi Biani, music producer and runner of Morphine Records, uh, he's from those parts, and he wanted to raise some money for them for obvious reasons and got some friends together for this compilation, The Sacred Rage. On the compilation, we've got Rabbi Biani himself, Donato Dozzi, The Bug, Rashad Becker, Stefan Fraunberger, who we played his, uh, his Morphine release on the podcast year or two ago. I actually had him over for a show in London. It was fantastic. But I want to play you a Czech duo called Irina and Wojciech Havlovi. It's uh, very much uh, sort of a traditional folk kind of classical sound. I wasn't really familiar with them before, but I think it's uh, 
wonderful uh, sort of sets off against some of the other stuff on this compilation and definitely of what you've heard so far on this podcast. So I thought that would be a nice one. They've been making music since 1990 in Czechoslovakia, music historians of folk music and music from around the world. And I think you'll like this very much. Settle into this one. It's Radek 2.
we go. Beautiful stuff. Gareth went just out of my view for that song as he huddled in front of the fan. <laughs> yeah, I literally just crouched down and sat in front of a fan, sat on a record box, had the fan on. It's pretty <laughs> hot in London at the moment, and it's a proper rarity, and we're not built for it. So it's proper uh, rarity. I feel like it's been pretty warm for a long while now. Yeah, it's right. So it meant to rain. We'll get back to a proper British summer soon. <laughs> so yeah that is the sounds of Irina and Wojciech Havlovi beautiful sounds Radek 2 is the song compilation has got 12 tracks on it and uh, I reckon I know about half or a bit more of the acts and yeah some really really top notch names on there I'm sure you've been thinking about how you can support give them your money as much as you've got you get great music and money gets spread between some vital Lebanese charities Food Heritage Foundation and the Lebanese Red Cross, who are working, no doubt, tirelessly to yeah, to try to do what they can. I think we can all agree that 2020 has been a bit of a shit show. So Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. One of like the redeeming features of it is the sheer quantity of amazing music that has been produced and compiled for great causes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're just waiting for a big volcano to go off or something. Yeah, I'm sure Iceland's due one. Iceland or sort of... <laughs> Yellowstone Park or something. Yeah, that's it. They'll, they'll do something. That's due a big one. But that, that compilation, in the realm of wonderful compilations that are going for great causes, the Sacred Rage on Morphine Records, it is just an absolutely great one. It's And you said something beforehand, before playing the track, which was the track that you were playing was very different to a lot of the other stuff on there. And I couldn't agree more. Some of it is proper, like, breakcore-y, heavy techno, quite a lot of great electronic stuff on there as well. So no matter what your taste, you're definitely going to dig into something good on there. Oh, yeah, one more thing. I really like the breathing sounds while the song was on. I hate when it's got my breathing sounds on the podcast, but when it's on the music, I feel like it makes it feel whole and natural, apart from when you're Matt Bellamy. I was going to say, Muse made an entire career out of it. Anyway, I'm going to move (laughs) on with something from New York. This is from Mezzanine Swimmers. It's the project of a chap called Mike Green. They describe themselves as experimental pop drone funk, which maybe not much connection between drone and funk no and but they you might understand why when it plays the track but it reminded me of early ocs like oc's music when john dwyer was doing his sort of quite experimental single acoustic guitar folk instrumentation stuff james brown on sort of 33 speed 45 and then pitched all the way down drone funk yeah maybe something (laughs) like that i mean i'm sure there's someone listening to the podcast who would probably give that a go and see what it's like but in his blurb it's like vaguely familiar samples to distorted sound bites and that really nails it quite astutely i would say but anyway enough of the blabbering this is called kneeling on a knife Oh, 
drone funk. I see where they're coming from. I, w- I will say that much. <laughs> yeah, so mezzanine swimmers kneeling on a knife. It's taken from the cassette of the same name mm-hmm. out via already dead tapes on the 21st of August. Cop Funeral, the last one we played from them, was it? Exactly right, which we the first release we played from them, which was a couple of weeks ago, in fact, yeah. And I'm going to go so far as to say as every release they, they put out is worthy of play on this podcast. Obviously, we don't play everything that they put out, but it's all really interesting experimental music, you know, proper underground, proper DIY stuff. And that one, you know what else this reminded me of was Tobacco. That's what that track just yeah, reminded me of. Yeah, that definitely's got sort of that solo one person, a guitar, a drum machine, and bashing some stuff. I had a I had a friend who had a project called Kenny's Drum Machine, which was essentially him, a drum machine and a guitar, and you know, whatever hitting it and recorded it via one microphone or something. And it's definitely in that space. Yeah, exactly. And that single mic recording is just yeah great stuff i I love it in in, back in the blurb it does say it would sit quite comfortable in a playlist with black dice or michael jackson and i think both of those are incorrect but great music really into it i'm not putting michael jackson on any playlists no for sure i don't know when that blurb (laughs) was written to be honest um in fact i'm not going to go on the tangent that i thought we could have gone down to (laughs) apart from to say I could probably tell the story at some point about my next door neighbor, but my former next door neighbor who was having a children's birthday party and me and my uh, partner were gardening at the time and they were having the party, children's party, and they were obviously playing music. And then suddenly Gary Glitter, uh, Rock and Roll Part 2 came on. Great tune. Wouldn't play it for the kids. Uh, I don't know if it was that or if it was... Um, uh, I don't think it was Rock and Roll Part 2. Leader of the Gang. Good. It's got to be Leader of the Gang. Exactly. Also a great song. I mean, mate. Is it really? Oh, rock and uh, Roll Part 2. Glitter's got some hits, but I'm not going to put him on a playlist. Uh, I've got my uh, Gary Glitter story. It's when in 2000 and about eight, I took my then girlfriend and her friend to watch the Glitter Band at the Lexington, which is Gary Glitter's band with a sort of different singer. And, you know, I'm probably mid-20s and she's, I don't know, 20. And we go there and, they th- and we go to loads of gigs, you know, and they think it's going to be like, you know, the cool new band, like the Glitter Band or something. They don't know who it is. They're just there because it's free and whatever. And um, yes, and they were not expecting some sort of like mid-60s glam rockers. And it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was an enjoyable show, although the guy did have a really sort of like hacking cough. So he'd like sing something and then he'd be like coughing off mic and then oh. back on. I was just like, <laughs> but they played the hits. Yeah, sounds grim. <laughs> Away from uh, rampant pedos and moving from Czech Republic to Poland, a short hop and a skip for the sounds of Zhaulek Ostrowski. You might have heard of Zhaulek from the duo Zimpol Zhaulek or Stara Rzeka, both of whom we've played on the podcast. Uh, Stara Rzeka is his solo moniker. And uh, so they've come together and they've done a record. It's really interesting. I haven't had a chance to sort of dig really deep into it, but I've listened to the first two or three songs and it's very varied. In one hand, it's quite abstract. And on the other hand, it's sometimes it's quite sonically direct. And... Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see what you think about it. Unfortunately, Kuba, uh, he unfortunately informed me that it's uh, of the recent demise of Instant Classic Records, the wonderful label from over there that previously released them. So they have a new one for this, and I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce this, but it's Melu Le Asafal. I think I'm going for that. I reckon that was pretty impressive, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it written down, but I'm, I can almost guarantee that you've got your Polish pronunciation wrong. 
I thought this looks quite French. Yeah. Anyway, they were previously released on the now, unfortunately, defunct Instant Classic label, but a new label, Milo Le Acifal, apologies for pronunciation, has stepped in to release this. And I believe they might be putting out, uh, just making available some of the previous Instant Classic catalogue. So not 100% what's happened there, but I want to play you the second track from their forthcoming album, recorded in 2018 and 19, but coming out on the 10th of September of this year. This is Zhaolek and Ostrowski, the track's called Dentro. Time is taking 
See what I mean? That's quite quite unusual, right? Uh, yeah, no, I was going to say, I can't remember exactly how you worded it before, but it was something along the lines of, in some places it was quite straightforward sonically, and then in other places it was quite abstract. And it really, certainly towards the start of that track, sort of flitted from one to another, I, I wouldn't say seamlessly, but quite smoothly, but also incredibly noticeably as well. It's a wonderful record, wonderful. I really want to hear the whole thing. Yeah, maybe the sort of closest things I can think of right now is maybe the recent work of uh, Daniel O'Sullivan or maybe his Alexander, the work of Alexander Tucker, Grumbling Fur. But even then, that's perhaps more on the sort of pop spectrum compared to some parts of that. I called it Jowlek and Ostrowski. That's what I've got here on this album. Well, I've just looked through my notes from the artist and it's actually the project has an, a name now, which is Klinamen. I'm guessing that's the name that it's going to be released under, but originally perhaps it was just under their, their names. And the Milu Le Asifal is uh, the art collective of Jacob Jaulek, one part of the band, and now transformed into a record label due to Instant Classics' sad demise. And uh, this will be the first album for this project. Yeah, and I think uh, definitely one to we want to deep dive into a bit more. I was looking for anything about Instant Classics. I hadn't heard that news and there doesn't seem to be anything online that suggests it's gone, which is sad in a way that if if that is obviously true, that it's not releasing anything, but it just seems to have just stopped without... Yeah, I don't know what's happened there. I think lots of the releases are just on the Milo band camp. I've just put it over. Just one more thing on this song. I've just been reading this email. He said something very nice here that perhaps... uh, and shed a bit more light on the music. It says here, we wanted our songs to become like biological entities, structured yet open, evolving, unpredictable and whimsical. It was important for us that it would not become too intellectual and contrived. We wanted them to maintain an emotional component so they could appeal to people of different tastes. I think that <laughs> nails it pretty pretty well, in fact, better than either of us have done in terms of how it moves and how it evolves through the track. Precisely. That song was an evolving biological entity, for sure. Well, another evolving biological entity, because they're people and humans, uh, <laughs> are Whackwack Kingdom. They that's are... not a very good link. No, there. it's terrible. That's why, that's why, that's why I laughed. You nearly what... bailed on it. <laughs> oh, no, I, I bailed on it in the hope it might get edited. But <laughs> this next one is... You've got to keep it in, Nick. You've got to oh. keep it in. This next song is also by a human. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, it's not a lie. It's actually by two. It's, uh, the next one from me is from Whackwack Kingdom. Uh, I've talked about them before in the fact that they're one of my absolute faves and always surprising me, always great releases there. Record on Phantom Limb last year, Asaka Hoysa, was by far one of my favourites of the year. They are now back quite quickly, which is always pleasant to see, with an EP called Dokoisho, out on the 18th of September via Phantom Limb. Scott twice. Well, that was it, and it wasn't the reason why I didn't play the Scotch Rolex flip on that Hakuna Kalala release, but I could have. I could have played that because it is killer, but he is also appearing in this. It's his collaboration with Kiki Hitomi, who, uh, you know, ex-King Midas Sound, amazing solo record of her own on Jatari. Uh, Black Chow as well, I believe, as well she was in. And, That's yeah, the one with the bug, yeah. Yeah, no doubt plenty of others as well this track is the first one from their ep it's called positive sound
one of those bands that every time I hear a track for the second time, it's better than the first time I heard it. <laughs> you know, uh, it was the same with Doggy Bag, their lead single from the last record they had. But same again here, Whack Quack Kingdom, Positive Sound, taken from Doko Show, out on the 18th of September via Phantom Limb. I mean, I talked a lot about them before I played the track, but just fabulous. Such a fun band with so many sounds in there man that's like the worst journalistic description of any music ever it has many sounds it has many sounds but so many influences that just make it its own thing uh kiki hitomi her last record uh, was on jatari karma no kasari if you want to check that out whack whack kingdom have two three four records i think now two lps two eps uh two on jatari two on phantom limb the brilliant uk record label in more or less a year's time, uh, Whack Back Kingdom are playing at my festival, Raw Power, and uh, that has made me long for it. I had the exact same thought during the song. I was just like, you know what? The worst thing about Raw Power being postponed this year is, uh, apart from <laughs> the death, see Whack Whack Kingdom. <laughs> it's Whack Whack Kingdom, hey? Like it's, I'm pining, <laughs> pining to see them. But yeah, how do you even begin to describe it? Quite a lot of, I guess, Jamaican dance hall in there, a bit of chip tune, eight bit. That sort of sound. Just, just, I think it was like a, it was sort of a fairly sort of straightforward groove compared to some of their sort of slightly more rhythmical ones. Yeah. Not that I, not that I didn't think it was great, but uh, and it does the artwork does feature Scott Chegg as a sort of sumo wrestler with a bong as well. Uh, Scott Chegg in his Scott Chegg uh, persona, not his Scotch Rolex one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's out, yeah, like I say, out on the eighteenth of September. If you're not aware of Wagwag Kingdom, go and check out their other stuff because. It's great too. Nice one. Well, last one from me, and it's sort of like it's an interesting one. It's a band that I feel like I've played on the podcast already, but I haven't. It's because I played it on one of our live shows for the patrons, and it was a massive favorite for the patrons, and everyone was talking about it. We've posted it on our social media, we've talked about it, but what we haven't done is actually play on the main podcast. So for loads of thousands of our regular listeners, you might have not come across the fantastic Duma from Kenya. Featuring Lord Spikeheart, who we have played on the podcast in his uh, one of his metal guises a um, few years ago now. It is released on more for the bingo, the incredible Nege, Nege Records. I think it could be one of the most talked about releases that they've done in a long time. And I'll make sure I credit the other guy from the band, because it's not just Spikeheart, it's a duo, also with Sam Karagu. They're from Kenya, but recorded in Kampala, it is industrial, it is metal, it is grindcore, it is power violence, it is all sorts, and it is a combination together, like not like you're going to hear very well anywhere. I think the closest frame of reference for me is sort of the many projects of J.K. Flesh, thinking of God Flesh, Jizu, J.K. Flesh, that sort of stuff. I feel like I hear a bit of all of that somewhere in there. I'm desperate to bring them over for a show in the UK that haven't been here yet. But next year, if I can actually get going, it's the thing that I'm doing. I'm making it happen. Lion's Blood was the first single, and that's the one that we played on our live podcast a little while ago. But I'm going to play you the second single, which is called Omni.
It's a bit of Maddie cry there at the end. <laughs> there was there was a good bit of Papa Sam there. I was going to comment that I really enjoyed the, the sounds at the end, but I did not make the uh, Maddie cry cry connection. Oh, I mean, the world's greatest song with crying, or about crying, or anything to do with tears. It could be. And I also very much liked as while it was going on, it also, the video said applause as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, killer. It's a, it's a killer. The record is amazing. Definitely, if you can steal a copy, get your hands on it because I think it's pretty sold out. But Yeah, I've got mine, but I haven't. Uh, haven't I need, I've, got, I've got my delivery note to pick it up from the post office just uh, two metres from my hand here now, going there tomorrow. Yeah, go and rob the sorting office near Anthony and get his copy. <laughs> do no such thing <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely great yeah we've talked a lot about hakuna kalala and nege nege tapes in the past and on this podcast as well previously so not sure there's much more we can say or heap more praise on it than you did just before playing the track but the record is fabulous and yeah exactly apart from that uh they come from uh very fertile metal scene in Nairobi in Kenya. And if you love the metalier side of what we play here on the podcast, just get stuck into that. You'll find it on a bit of a Google search and uh, you, you'll find out there's been some great articles about it and you can find a whole bunch of bands there. I'm going to put in an apology. I've got through the whole podcast of turning off my fan at the end of a track and it not being on during when I'm talking. So if you just picked up the sound of a, noisy fan right at the end of the podcast that was cooling my legs my, <laughs> my legs at the time so apologies for that but my my brain needs cooling i think yeah <laughs> it means we can just chuck on the fans and listen to some great music now because we are at the end of our podcast episode 288 thank you so much for listening we had to give a shout out to a whole heap of amazing patrons who have joined us since our last recording they are richard clinko kieran duffy Matt Brussel, Komodi, Ben Martin Denham, and Alex Wolf. You are all kings amongst men. And thank you so much for supporting us, keeping the podcast rolling. Looking forward to seeing you at a live show sometime, which is a date we have to figure out between us, which maybe we'll do after this. We'll be recording another patron bonus just generally for the feed yeah we've got past 100 patrons and we're absolutely chuffed about that we've been doing this for nearly 10 years 288 episodes and despite that i feel like i feel like we're hitting our stride i feel like it's uh, bigger better and more excellent than ever before and one of the main reasons why i know we both feel like that is because of all the love and appreciation we get from our listeners because we do this anyway we do the podcast basically if no one was listening but uh, we enjoy it we love it but the fact that we get so much wonderful feedback from everyone yeah just makes us incredibly happy and that's not just some uh, polite blah blah to go on the end of the podcast it is it is the fact of it yeah we would probably still be doing it but at significantly lower quality it sounds this good and it gives our independent artists and record labels a decent sounding platform from which to promote their work because of our patrons and the support that we get. We are a few weeks ago. I definitely was sort of talking about the financial issues, which are real and acute. And we are now for the medium term, we're okay, but 
long term there's still some stuff on the horizon that worrying me a little so we do need a few more patrons but yeah thank you so much to everyone's support and kind words reviews everything else and thanks as always to our producer and editor nick mccorriston the last track on the pod is actually one of those wonderful times of me and gareth both brought the same song but i i subbed out one and then uh, gaz has got it yeah and it's one of the artists i have ant to thank me for introducing me to which is marie davidson unbelievable canadian uh, producer and vocalist she releases on ninja tune and she's had a bit of a hard time of it over the last couple of years she travels the world with a lot of gear which means like uh, and on her own which is pretty lonely and hard work and prone to failure and sort of risks of stuff going missing on flights there's actually a fantastic 30-minute documentary on Resident Advisor featuring Marie, which is called Between the Beats, which I watched for the first time yesterday, in fact, because I hadn't known of it before. I watched it and it's essentially following her on tour and she talks incredibly candidly about her struggles, mental health issues, and what it's like to be a solo artist on tour. And it's worth 30 minutes of anyone's time. Seriously, it's one of the best music things I've seen in a long time. And part of that, one of the things she mentions in that is that she is done with solo touring. She's done with making music in the way she was before. And at the end of it, she's talking about a new project that she's working on and writing for a new record. And that record is this one that's coming out now on the 25th of September via Ninja Tune as well. Yeah, the music is... It, it says it's different and it's a different vibe and there's an element of truth to that <laughs> it's but this is it's it, the same <laughs> it's unmistakably marie davidson it's funny it's witty it's absolutely brilliant uh, the album is called renegade breakdown and this is the opening track from it it's called renegade breakdown out to 25th of september via ninja tune enjoy this and we'll be back next week bye denied my application I'm not a slave of your institution. You want a weapon of mass destruction. I'll give you a demonstration. By the way, there are no money makers on this record. This time I'm exploring the loser's point of view. Never mind the term. It's a renegade breakdown. I don't want your advice on how to elaborate my speech. I have no interest in your political agenda. Your intentions fluctuate like the stock market. Your masquerade is grotesque. Your style overcalculated. The uglier I feel, the better my lyrics get. And I feel disgraceful whenever you're around. I saw you taking a picture last night So give me something to remember 
your pointless opinion. I couldn't care less. How do you come up with such meaninglessness? Your cheap headlines, your lazy writing. I wonder how it feels for you to sit around all day. I'll tell it to your face for once and for all. My life is anti-strategic. Lying between. Comic and tragic. Anyway. 